All right, we're back. We did it. We're so. <laughs> sounds like we're so jaded Ooh, already. I see what you did there. Oh, wow. I didn't even see what I did there. Oh, oh my god. Well, in this in this episode, we are getting jaded. We are. Uh, I'm very excited. This is one of my one of my favorites. We're going to be talking about Jade Bird. Woo. Ooh. Uh, were you familiar? Uh, not at all. Not a single bit of me was familiar right. with anything that Jade Bird had ever done. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, we'll get into it then. Jade Bird, if you're not familiar, she she's still pretty pretty new. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about her second album, mm-hmm. uh, which is titled Different Kinds of Light. Mm-hmm. Um, she is 25 years old, which is... Really? Yeah. Okay. It's Damn. unbelievable. Yeah. When you dive into her, her talent, and I'll talk about some of her live shows too, it's kind of unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes me question a lot of things and where I'm at in my life. <laughs> what what I should have accomplished, yeah. what I yeah. What, yeah. Thinking yeah. about my state of mind at 25 and what I was doing and what I thought I was doing. Yeah, I, I didn't think I'd live this long. What were, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing at 25? At 25, at 25, I might have still... What's a day look like for Andy? I mean, 25. Well, how long have I been here? Seven years. In Chicago, so yeah, no, you would have 25, been graduated. Yeah, no, no, no. I I was here. I had just moved here. You just oh, 25. so we probably just met. Yeah, at at twenty five. Well, this is a great year for you. Yeah, yeah, twenty five no, no, is no, a good one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my 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 twenty fifth year. Um, honestly, I've I've never really looked back. You know. Yeah. Yeah, because because you and I were introduced. Yeah, changed your life. Yeah. <laughs> I was in Washington D.C. pursuing a political career. Mm-hmm. That went well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's why you're you're on, on this music <laughs> that podcast. That me <laughs> for what we're doing. Yeah, I had no idea what the hell I was doing back then. I can't even imagine. We we are workshopping a political podcast. Yeah, that's just so you know. Um, so yeah, Jade Bird, young talent, uh, singer, songwriter, musician. Uh, she's been playing music. I mean, since she, I think, was you know, young age, around eight. Uh, I've heard her talk about in interviews. She started playing the piano, writing songs, uh, playing guitar when she was twelve, playing pubs in in Britain at the age of fourteen. Um, so, I mean, she does have the experience under her belt, that's for yeah. sure. And you can see it come across in her in her live shows, as I mentioned. We'll get into she she definitely has the confidence up there. But yeah, she so she's been playing music and writing mu- her own music since a very young age she started she after recording a demo she signed with glass note records back in 2017 um if you're not familiar with them a few bands uh mumford and sons phoenix who you're a fan of phoenix we saw phoenix together phoenix we did see phoenix together it was i mean they've they've been in the business a long time and you can tell but Mm -hmm. in a good way Mm -hmm. um New record out by them too. Yeah. Good. Yep. Uh, uh, I think it's something Zulu. I can't remember. I can't remember. It's something Zulu. It's on Um, bandthemagazine.com. Yeah. Read read the the review. review. Uh, I think I've read that review because I wrote it. I wrote it so many times. I read it. I read it a lot Mm -hmm. just because I was like, I hope I don't sound like an idiot. Um, Great. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. Um, So go check that out at Mm bandthemagazine.com. Read our review of of Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So Phoenix also on Glass Note. Um, as well as churches is also on Glass Notes. So some big names on there. So yeah, I also feel like Childish Gambino was on Glass. You know, Note I at think. One point. Wow, good call. I think he was. I don't think he is anymore. I don't think he is anymore. Either. I don't know where he is now. No one knows where no, he is now. We haven't seen him. Gambino, come back. Yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, two studio records. So after the demo and then she signed with Glassnote, she came out with her self-titled album, Jade Bird, um, in 2019. Aptly titled. Yes. I also recommend giving that one uh, a listen. Um, and then shortly after, just nine months later in 2020, she released the album we're going to talk about today. Different Ooh, kinds. A, tw- a 2020 album. Yeah. There are, and I apologize, a lot of parallels um, here with some of the other records that I've talked about. And we talked about recently uh, with Lucius and it being a, a pandemic record. Yep. Uh, this was one of those. Comes across in the album a couple times. Um, mm-hmm. She and some more parallels. And this is just going to happen with me. And I apologize uh, in advance. Um, this is a Dave Cobb record. I'll just put it out there right oh, away. Oh, it's, I did a, it's it another again. Dave Cobb. I did, <laughs> I did it, it again. again. I'm sorry. And if you didn't listen uh, to our Lucius episode, Dave Cobb, iconic producer, recording out of the historic RCA studios um, in Nashville, where this record uh, was recorded. So you had Young Jade Burr. I think she, so. She Young. Jade Bird. <laughs> yeah, we're going to cut that out. <laughs> so yeah, a young Jade Bird in uh, RCA Studios in Nashville was one of the best producers there is in the business uh, recording this. And yeah, he's worked with, you know, likes of Chris Stapleton, Brandy Carlisle, John Prine, Sergio Simpson. This is just going to be a repeat. My favorite, Jason Isbell. Oh my God. Yeah. Get ready. Mm. I got. I gotta decide when mm. uh, when that episode is gonna. I'm saving it for a special one. Maybe it'll be like season one. How we end it? It'll no, just I've, be a <laughs> Jason Isbell love fest. For the end one, we have to listen to an entire catalog. <laughs> <laughs> that podcast is gonna be about you know it's five just, hours yeah. long. Of all, I have to talk about every single. Song. <laughs> I can't pick one. Uh, okay, so Jade Bird, another another Jason Isbell connection. Yes, through Dave Cobb. Yep. Actually, we'll, we'll talk about that story. So, so interesting how she was able to connect with such a big name in the music business at that age with only one one album out. So she, if I remember correctly, so, so Dave Cobb's brother, uh, Brent Cobb, he's a musician. I, I <laughs> Sounds like a joke. His brother, <laughs> Brent Cobb. Just made that up. Uh, I, I believe she opened for, for Brent Cobb on his tour. Mm-hmm. And so that was the introduction. And then I found out, I just learned this. She had recorded a song uh, for A Star Is Born, the soundtrack. Really? So if you, The Bradley Cooper one? That's the one. And Lady Gaga. Yeah. Maybe Still never turn, seen it. Turn around. Hey. Yeah. So, if you don't know, Dave Cobb produced that record, the soundtrack. <laughs> you know who else? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know who else is involved in uh, the soundtrack of um, uh, Star uh, Okay, okay, okay. Basing, I'm literally just basing it off of what you said at the Lucius episode. But uh, Willie Nelson's son? Yes, that's okay. not who I was going to say. But yes, he was also. <laughs> Involved. Who else? Who else? Jason Isbell. Jason Okay, okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Willie Nelson's son. He was a big part of it. What's his name? Promise. Uh, Bradley Nelson. <laughs> Luke Nelson and Promise the Real. There yeah, it is. There you go. He was a big part of it, but yeah, Isbell was as well. So you had that whole like Americana family mm-hmm. behind the, the success of that record. Wow. Unfortunately, the song she wrote didn't make the cut. Wasn't on the final soundtrack. Um, like, like the final like soundtrack in the movie or like even on the, like the final like soundtrack record the, the record itself oh yeah damn. yeah but that um i believe helped start the relationship with with dave cobb hmm. which led to them now working together and i've talked about what i love about his recording style is the you know playing live which mm-hmm. that's how this record was made i think she said that 
there was instances, you know, that she comes in and they just two or three takes and all right, we've got the song next. Oh, wow. And she's, you know, actually speaking of which, when she's coming in, she's accompanied by just one other musician, uh, Luke Prosner, who is also, or at the time was her boyfriend. And they're now engaged as of last oh, year. Oh, yay. Yeah. So it's not, <laughs> there wasn't going to be another parallel to the Lucius episode where the, they got a divorce and yeah, yeah, were yeah. separated and are still playing. Not that. Uh, but then, yeah, they were working with session musicians that you know are very familiar with Dave Cobb. Uh, mm-hmm. One of them was actually the drummer on this is Brandy Carlisle's drummer. I feel like we're going to have to do a Brandy Carlisle episode. I know. You, she keeps you, coming up. You, well, well, no, no, no. I, I don't even know if she came up in the Lucius one, but you've talked about her to me recently. Yes. Tonight is the Grammys. Where yeah, she we're is recording this Grammys. tonight of, of the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandy Carlisle is up for a handful of awards. So we'll see. Keep an eye out for whatever Brandy Carlisle episode comes up because I do not know barely anything about Brandy Carlisle. Her last set record. I mean, obviously, it's great. It's up for Grammys. And Lucius is on that record. <gasps> I'm realizing how predictable I am with my taste uh, in music. It's funny and just a plug for for you specifically. I'm on a Dave Cobb retainer. Right, right, right. If you didn't know. I, I know that now. Okay. But you do listen to a lot of different genres like you mm-hmm. you do like it's it's just funny that the two that you're picking uh, like I, and i was when i was listening to jade bird i was like oh he's got, he has a type and it's like you know uh americana but like sad like yeah. like like but i mean they're good like the songs can be a beat but like the underlying tones or the lyrics lean a little like a sad sad girl americana which mm-hmm. is very good i liked it a lot i am a big americana fan but my scope is very limited I was reading how she describes Americana, and it's particularly interesting with her. Not you know, she's from the UK and being classified as Americana, but she. God damn it! <laughs> not my Americana. Um, <laughs> UK. I'm done. I'm leaving. Good luck with this podcast, Josh. Uh, but yeah, she described it. It's like it. it and I agree because I think Americana a lot of times gets thrown in the uh, country category, and it, it's not. I mean, mm-hmm. it's to me, it's rock and roll. It's like the Tom Petty category, and you. Definitely. I don't think people now call Tom Petty country. No, no, and and just a random side note. I mean, and anyone who knows, I mean, really, I mean, I barely know anything about Tom Petty, and I love Tom Petty. But Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, their first commercial success was in the UK. That that was when they first got big. Mm. Their their first album was not big over here. Oh, and it actually gained more popularity in the UK. So like, I think that the UK probably has a more of an appreciation for Americana. It makes sense why her influence coming into the Americana realm sphere, whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. But like, she's had a lot of influence probably like growing up and all this stuff yeah. because it's very well accepted in in UK. Yeah back to like the Americana, the, how do you define it? She was talking about, it's more about the songwriting piece of it. I wonder, because you're talking about like, yeah, yeah. the theme to the, these type of songs in this, right. in this genre. It's about like, you know, the everyday struggles with, yeah. with lo- life, love, all those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was an interesting look at it, more about being uh, types of songs, songwriters. And, and um, it, it's, well, it's really clear too. And, and a lot of Americana that I've listened to and Jade Bird does the same thing. Um, it's not all relationship driven as in, you know, I was with someone and now I'm not, now I'm sad. Like Mm -hmm. that there are those themes, but a lot of Americana is like, it wears its emotions on its sleeve. Mm -hmm. Um, it's rarely hiding. Um, and I think that, I mean, she does it beautifully. Like I really, really enjoyed it. And it, it wasn't this like 
the Lucius uh, album previous, I know we've gone a lot of parallels between the two, but like it, there's a very clear difference with how Jade Bird is looking at any sort of like heartache or, you know, Mm -hmm. any sort of emotion as opposed to like how Lucius is looking at it. Mm -hmm. When she, so with that, her point of view on the record is a lot of it is based on old relationships and just getting past them and looking at not just, you know, the faults or or, or deadbeats she might've been with previously, but also herself. So it's pretty balanced at looking at both sides throughout mm-hmm. the record. That would be the overarching theme of the record is is moving on from past relationships and accepting her own faults and past significant others. Which is why I really liked the title. Was it Different Kinds of Light? Mm-hmm. I really liked that album title for this record just because it does have that feeling where, you know, Jade Bird could be talking about the same person throughout or herself or yeah, a bunch of it's different hard to people. Tell. I, and, I and, but it, yeah, and I think it's all about looking at all these different situations and all these different things that have happened to her through different perspectives, different light. You know, it's like different light shines on these things. And it's really uh, not not to jump ahead. I don't know if you're going to ask me about this, but Josh told me to listen to this album going on like a drive, mm-hmm. um, either going on a drive uh, and then finishing like a long drive with like a Lone Star, you know, while I'm still in the car. <laughs> and uh, but, you know, I can see that like it, it does have for me, it was it was a, it definitely had like driving vibes, road trip vibes. But it was like a trip that you make or a drive that you make with like no like real destination it was like just to drive and think a lot like about like anything and everything it it skews heavily on like relationships but it's just relationships with like a bunch of different people Mm -hmm. a bunch of them (laughs) she's with some no um but like a a relationship that you've been in romantically or the relationship with yourself and and it's just um i don't know it was really really beautiful like i i i really really enjoyed enjoyed the album i'm glad to hear it and i and i see why you said like go on and try it Mm -hmm. Because I mean, it, it's it, it is very genre. contemplated. I mean, it's the yeah. genre, sure. And like you said, they do this this genre that does a good job of like these more upbeat mm-hmm. songs about things. Well, it's that, it's why I like Americana. It's yeah. it's um you know popular country. When I was exposed to popular country, I didn't really like. Um, and then there's alt country, which um I really enjoy alt country music. Uh, Ryan Adams, however you feel about him, I know he's you know he's a piece of shit, but like but he's <laughs> he's always been a piece of shit. Right. Um, but that was my first introduction before I really knew what being a piece of shit meant. Um, but it's the same like like that is so much um that type of music. Uh, Sun Volts, another alt country, but it, it it all comes it all starts to blend together for me like that. Alt country and Americana have a lot of like through lines where I feel like Americana has a lot of classic country instrumentation and composition, but lyrically, which is why I love Americana, lyrically it has a lot more weight mm-hmm. and it has a lot more interpretation than popular country to me. Oh, I agree. Um, yeah. yeah, which is yeah. why I like it so much. Speaking of influences, a lot of people note for this record, it has some like Brit pop throughout. As oh yeah, well. I can tell that. Um, a lot of people mention uh, like Iggy Pop. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, there's one song in particular. I wonder uh, if it's one I wrote down. Oh, what'd you write down? Let's see if we. Well, tell me the song, and I'll I'll tell you if I if I have it down because I I don't I don't know if I did it in any specific order. I have um, Honeymoon down, and more of like the Stooges with, with Iggy Pop. Um, just, I didn't. I did not have honeymoon written down. Another one too, which I actually I never thought about this until I read it, and then I re-listened 
uh, to it, and I could I could totally hear it was a little Bee Gees, mm-hmm. and now is the time, which is number ten. Yes, yes, on the I did. I did. Um, uh, you caught that? Uh, no, not Bee Gees. Okay, uh, I didn't. I didn't catch Bee Gees, but I liked it. Like I, I wrote down. I really like that song. Oh, that song. That's amazing. one of my favorites. Um, but I had never picked up on the the Bee Gees influence, and she's talked about it. The Bee Gees like uh, looping drum beats that you like a looping disco drum beat that you hear. It was mm-hmm. it was taking that, and they tried to have the drummer Brandy Carlisle's drummer. I don't know if I remember I mentioned his name, but it's Chris Powell. Um, try to mimic a looping beat. If they don't loop it, but he's trying to mimic that. And right. like, if you listen to be that, a machine, <laughs> if you listen to that song and just try to isolate the drums in your head, you oh, it is kind of like a disco mm. beat. I never thought of that. Until, I'm gonna have to re-listen to it because yeah. I did mark it as one of my favorites. Yeah, um, but yeah, I I just read an interview with her and she she had brought that up. I I never thought about that. Um, and it's yeah, it's specifically off of Staying Alive, um, where they looped the beat. Interesting fact there too. I didn't know. Apparently, they did that because the drummer didn't show up to the studio. For that song, mm, and that's yep. why they had to do it. But anyway, I mean, a, lo- a long history of like so many different musicians accidentally, <laughs> like, oh, something happened. Someone didn't show up. I think like, like I think that happened with the Sex Pistols, like the the mm. Nevermind, Nevermind the Bullocks album. They, um, uh, Sid Vicious, who was their bass player at the time, uh, did not show up for the recording of that album. So their guitarist recorded all the bass for that, mm. and Sid Vicious is a notoriously bad bass player. So they would just unplug him during shows when they would play songs from this album because he had no idea what he was doing. Um, so it's just funny that like that's one of that. their like highest like their their most hailed albums and like the basis yeah. that like became like the face of the Sex Pistols. I guess you can say Johnny Rotten too, but but like the face of that didn't even play on the album. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just interesting what you have to do. It's like I don't know, yeah. we'll see. Um, and it ends up making like history. It's 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 great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and just why uh, now while we're talking about now is the time. One more note on this: we mentioned earlier, so this was written. The album, I believe, half of it, if I remember right, was written during quarantine. But this would be um, one of those songs, and the theme of this song is just her enc- encouraging her boyfriend slash guitar p- player to get up and try to enjoy life. Now was the time. Oh, yeah. So wow. that's the meaning behind that song. Um, did you have any standouts from the record? Yeah, I did. I did. I mean, open up the heavens. I know that's. Um, oh yeah, second, so that's yeah, so that's right album. after the instrumental. Right, right. The, the album kicks off the instrumental, goes which I in. which I love. Yeah, I like it when albums do that and actually have like a point of view on it because yeah. some some just do it because uh, that instrumentation at the beginning does a really good job of setting like somehow the tone like it puts yeah. you in like a really good mindset for the rest of it and then open open up the heavens i thought was great great That's, way to like um, really kick off the yeah quick note on that one just the way it kicks off with that like crunchy guitar riff. yeah yeah yeah. i wanted to talk about that uh, specifically with her live performances uh, she is her the energy her energy levels live are just it's so much fun to watch yeah. her yeah and she's she's wild on the guitar she her voice i don't know how she does it? I don't know if you picked up on this with this record. She is, it's just like non-stop, like she's not taking a breath. No, 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 she isn't. There, there's a there's a few people that her voice kind of reminds me of. There's a, an Australian artist, Julia Jackson, uh, who's really good. Also, I'm gonna mess up this name, but the female singer of Shovels and Rope, which is a two-piece, uh, a, a married couple uh, from Charleston, South Carolina, who were both solo musicians and then got together uh, and started releasing music. Uh, her name is Carrie Ann Hurst. She's able to get that, like, 
I don't know, like that strain or like that mm-hmm. gravel type of voice, like that br- bravado. I don't know if that's the right word, but like Jade Bird was able to do it. And, but in a way that like Carrie Ann Hurst kind of comes full force with it mm-hmm. where Jade Bird will come in and she comes in very soft and, and not soft as in like um, a quiet, but soft as in like her vocals are not being strained. They're mm-hmm. not like giving a lot she, of force. And then all of a sudden she hits that and it's it's beautiful. She does it so well. Her voice is amazing. Yeah, it seems like she's able to stay at the top of her range without it like straining. She's mm-hmm. she's in control. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Still, and that's why I want to talk about her because seeing it live, it, it, it's just like that. And it's, I remember, I've only seen her once and it was last year at uh, Space in Evanston. And we, the group I was with, we walked away or just like, I don't understand how she does and blow her voice. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, she actually did that night and she had to cancel the next <laughs> no. couple of days. Well, hey, good for you. Yeah, but I mean, it, it sounded incredible. Like I thought we actually gotten something special. She was actually, you could tell she was putting something into this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how she does it. Yeah, and she's, I mean, she's a rock star on stage on guitar and her vocals. It's just, I, it's, oh, I don't yeah. understand how she keeps control, but she somehow manages to do it. And her whole whole show just feels like that. I mean, I know this record, a good mix of rock songs as well as a couple ballads throughout. Um, and, and her first record is probably more like primarily upbeat, like these earlier songs on this one. Yeah. And yeah, so collectively in her shows, it's it's just, it's a fun watch. I highly recommend seeing her live. She's one of those that uh, I think it's, you know, it's on par, if not even even better. But And it's on par because of the way we talked about, like this is recorded, it's recorded live. So you, you get that feeling. Yeah, you, you definitely do. Um, but yeah, I, I love that Open Up the Heavens, great yeah. one. Yeah, signature, Jay Bird, the crunchy guitar, the vocals that we talked about. Um, we got an Honeymoon, which is after that a little bit. Right. Uh, was there another one you were going to bring up? I mean, there are two more. Trick Mirror and then Houdini, I really like. I think it's Trick Mirror that's giving me, like, it's giving me a lot of, like, Father John Misty mm. sort of vibes to it. Yeah. Um, I wrote down the Smiths. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. There, there are a couple that, that start out like the Smiths. And a, a weird plug for the band Always. Oh, yeah. I photographed them last last year and they were playing with um, Courtney Barnett. Hell yeah. So Always also has some, Always also, mm-hmm. uh, has some, especially in their newest album, some intros and compositions that are very Smith-like. And I, and I did find mm-hmm. that in, in I need Jay to listen Bird to them. Well. Have you listened to their latest record? They I came haven't. out with one last do we, year, Do right? we do a joint listen? Ooh. Ooh. That can be a new segment. <laughs> We we both never heard it. Yeah, I've never. Yeah, I want to. I really enjoyed their show. That was a great. It was not to get off on a a tangent here, but yeah, Courtney Barnett was doing like a mini like festival tour last Mm -hmm. year, and it was different for the most part. Different artists every stop along the way. They did some repeats along the way, but yeah. So they had always here, and the Beths also played. Oh, the Beths that show. Yeah, yeah. Nothing against the Beths. I didn't think they were best live, but Mm -hmm. yeah, uh, their album's good. Um, yeah, that was. We might need to do a Courtney Barnett episode. Please, she fucking rocks, man. I love Courtney. I had not really listened to her before that show and seeing her on stage was, wow. We'll talk more about her later. Um, but yeah, the Smiths, what else? You said always. Always. Yeah. Always had like some some Smiths um, arrangements in there. I also really liked the ending. Oh, so to go back to now is the time, I thought that that has the energy of like an ending track. That That is, I, I really thought that, I was like, oh, is it already over? Which wasn't a bad thing by any means. I, I see what you mean though. But but it, it felt like, because the whole thing is at a crescendo, but it definitely like ends in a way that 
it's it seems very like lack of a better word like cathartic just kind of finally coming through coming into a breakthrough and like uh like this very Mm -hmm. big ending to that song and then it picks right back up which is fine and then um i would say like i think rely on i think rely on might be like one of the last tracks yeah it's on side d uh track side d (laughs) (laughs) can i actually can i take a quick beat oh yeah yeah, yeah. i got the record with me because you know podcasts are very visual yeah yeah. so i brought props and i'm colorblind so i'm gonna describe it to you i think it's orange (laughs) you got it yeah orange uh you can see signed here signed Three um, X's. I'm gonna, I'm gonna brag a little bit. You can see it's marked with a sharpie on the back, 151 of 250. This oh, is a very special it's very issue. Very special album. The, the fun thing about this record is I always forget that it's at 45 speed when uh, I put it on. That makes sense. And that's why it has not my Americana. <laughs> that's why it has. <laughs> that's why it has four sides. I always I was about forget. To say, it's and, not very long. This is right in your wheelhouse of like 40 minutes long. Yeah. I clocked her out. Let's see. Well, what do we got for this out. one? We're at, we are at 15 tracks total, running time 42 minutes. We know my my favorite's the 10 to 12 song, mm, maybe yeah. just under 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. But she does have the instrumental at the end. Yeah. Uh, or at the beginning, excuse me. And then, you know, I was also going to talk about not to get away from the other songs you want to talk about. There mm-hmm. is a hidden track. I know. Oh. So if you re- if you remove that one, we're getting right into my uh, preferred album. <laughs> it's it's Josh's preferred I, album I link with a lot of, yeah, with a lot of caveats. There's so many asterisks <laughs> at the end of this preferred album link. <laughs> <laughs> stamp that Josh yeah. gave it. Head Start is the hidden track. And Head Start was actually the first song written for this, first single that came out that sparked the writing for this album. I read that she had just like on a notepad one day, the word Head Start popped up and she mm-hmm. just wrote it down. And that became a song and then that sparked the album. And then for whatever reason, it became a hidden track um, on the record. And I have proof here on my prop that you cannot see the word Head Start. No, no, no. He, I, I am looking at it, and you cannot see the title of Head Start at the bottom. Because the Head Start on the Spotify version of the album is the last song. Mm-hmm. And which is, which is, again, is interesting because I thought Rely On didn't fit this far away from the end of the album. And it really is one song less than that. Way to bring it <laughs> back. Know? I yeah. almost forgot how we got here. No, no, that's how we Thank got you. here. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. I brought a map. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, overall, like I, I really loved this album. I know we talked about um, it's it's parallels to the Lucius album in terms of uh, relationships and breakups and things like that. But whereas this one isn't about one particular person, it's more of like a life of relationships, yeah, with, and including ones with themselves. So I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. You nailed it there. About it's not about one person. It's like this collective and there's a couple songs and sorry we already touched on this one but i'm gonna back up um yeah get your map out oh, <laughs> do i turn it upside down if we're back yeah yeah <laughs> going back to honeymoon i want just because of your comment mm-hmm. she talks about this one and calls it i'll just quote her she said uh i wrote about all these vignettes of my mom my grandma's and my relationship i lived with them for about seven years in a tiny little house so we're all very close all our experiences have morphed into this song about someone always working to please the other half. They're always putting themselves out there to do their best to make themselves feel that every day is is a honeymoon. So she's taking out different ex- oh, experiences yeah, from, all of, from her family and into yeah. one from all the women in her family, including her herself, and just trying to like please their 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 partner. Mm-hmm. But yeah, long story short, good observation. <gasps> you did it. My brain. You got it right. Yeah. 
Um, and then I'm going to bounce all over the place. No, because that's ahead. what we do. I no, think, no, no, no. Yeah, I know this we've is, started on B sides for albums and we're all over the place. But you know Sometimes what? Sometimes the B side, the B stands for best. Best. Candidate. Mm-hmm. Now we're on side C. Oh, well, me. Yeah. C, C side stands for, for d- 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 colossal hit. Uh, I, um, uh, cre- oh, cool. Cool. <laughs> I'm speaking of C. Candidate. Yeah. Candidate is another one I really like to speak. Because, uh, and I mentioned this at the beginning, it's not just about the partners that mm-hmm. she was with and those different relationships. This one's about her and how she, you yeah. know, kind of owning up to, you know, she might not be the best partner or, or in those past relationships, so, uh, owning up to some of the things that she, she might have done wrong. And uh, one of the lines is, if you want somebody to judge, if you want somebody to hate, really, why would you want to wait? I'm a real candidate. Oh, this candidate. Favorite, yeah. Self-aware. Well, uh, she does rhyme weight with candidate. It's weird how those things come together. I know. Another one, too, I wanted to talk about, and it's right after that, Red, White, and Blue. This one's interesting because... It's about America. <laughs> <laughs> she ain't from here. What's she doing talking about? <laughs> how does she know about my goddamn <laughs> This is probably... This might be the only one that's not about relationships um she says this is about when her boyfriend luke was in a cab while in virginia uh this was during like the process of recording the album he was coming out mm-hmm. and they recorded in multiple places but anyway he got in a cab with a vietnam veteran who started just talking to him about his experience there now he having ptsd he has he hallucinates um, and just not being able to get the health care that he's. And so it inspired the song. I think how like the system kind of turned their back on our veterans. Mm-hmm. And she is, it matters to her as it, I mean, should for everyone, obviously, but she's an army brat herself. Mm-hmm. I think both her parents might've been in, in the military. Um, well, like and, the Royal Navy or something yeah, like that. Whatever yeah, whatever. Who cares? There. So yeah, it, it, it obviously, um, she can relate. <laughs> just, just feel like I'm shitting on her. Also, I want to take back my, my, I don't know who I'm, sh- I don't know whose side I'm taking in any of those. Cause there isn't really a side to take. I didn't know we were going to go into a Vietnam war vet, uh, territory before I was like, my America. So, um, apologies. Uh, but you see why, where I'm coming from. Yeah. So that's why that one again. It might be the only one that's not relationship based, mm-hmm. but it you know struck a chord with her with her upbringing um, of being an army brat. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, it's not called army over there. I don't know why I keep saying that. Whatever, whatever. Oh, I don't know what it's called. I don't know either. I don't know. I don't it's know. fine. When you say military, sorry. Yeah, that's fine. I'm sorry. Sorry, I'm not from. I don't know <laughs> about it. He bought the album. What else do you want? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> you think those three X's at the bottom of her signature mean nothing? <laughs> It's understanding. I think that's all I got. That's all I got. You like this one? I loved it. Oh, I, we, I really oh, did. Um, I, how could I forget? You know what we didn't talk about? The pitchfork rating? The pitchfork rating. Okay. Well, all right, so. Let me see if there's anything else I have. I don't have anything else. I've already mentioned Julia Jackson and Father John Misty. And my my guess on the pitchfork rating, again, this is the pitchfork rating. This does not reflect my opinion of the album. And I have a feeling that when I say this, Josh is going to tell me pitchfork didn't even review it. But if they did, they'd give it a 5.8. They didn't review it. God I damn can't, it. You actually guessed that, though. It was something that I was like, they could have easily reviewed this, mm-hmm. and they also could have just like They reviewed not. her first album. Ooh, can I guess what they gave it? Go for it. 5.7. No, 7.4. They gave that Whoa. one. Woo! Yeah. Okay, see, they're... they're, well, that's, they're uh, why, if that's, a, that's a good pitchfork rating. It's that's an amazing like pitchfork a, rating. Uh, What's it going to be? I was gonna say A minus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good. Yeah. So um, to to and then this came out nine months later. I think I said earlier. And, and, to and they not, didn't do it. No. 
Well, I heard like in if anyone knows if this is true or not, but a lot of bands kind of have to like schmooze Pitchfork a little bit, like send them the record early and like at like they care about like their rating and all this stuff. And I've heard that from a couple of it's a lot of like deep dives on Reddit of like, why do they review this one and not this one? It's like, Mm -hmm. well, I've heard blah, blah, blah. My friend plays in this band and they had to blah, 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 whatever. Uh, I really like Pitchfork, but they can also suck a butt (laughs) uh, because why rate art? Uh, it's I like a car it accident. Great. I yeah. always have to. I have to look. Yeah. Also, like, but I, I, I used to look and feel bad about myself because I was like, maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. And then, um, or like, I, maybe I don't know what's good. And then finally going back and and revisiting their write ups, some of my favorite albums. Now I'm like, oh, sometimes it's just they're not picking the right person to review, or who gives a shit because we're all different people. Mm-hmm. Blah blah blah. Jade Bird is an A to an A minus, an A minus to an A in my book. This uh, this album's really good. I, can't I put wait. it right in line with the first one. No, uh, I, and I know I, you haven't I listened wanna, to that yet. So listen to that yeah. one. They gave it seven point four. The first one, I, I would I would say it's right up there. I think this sophomore albums can be tough. I think she's. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I mean, I honestly, I guess I think it's 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 better. She's becoming even stronger. Yeah. Uh, songwriter becoming uh, her own style. Like we we said, it's Americana, but I kind of think she falls within her own bucket at the it, same she, time. She so. she does. I mean, it was it, there's a lot of Americana influence, but it wasn't like a thousand percent. Like it wasn't it to like the nth degree. Um, and again, again, her unique style the way she can sustain that voice i think really helps her to stand apart and you know before we wrap up one other thing um i saw like speaking of her voice she references alanis morissette she actually referenced mm-hmm. a lot of like 90s women uh yeah rock musicians that influenced her i can totally hear that now just like a powerhouse uh-huh. uh, voice another one that's just hard to believe that you can sustain something like that and she referenced cheryl crow too which that's more that Americana genre. Yeah, um, this makes sense. But we, we, we all we all love Santa Monica Boulevard. Yeah. We all do. <laughs> Second <laughs> future. <laughs> so. That that is we we need to have a segment of like song like albums I listened to with my mom in the car. <laughs> that's that was do, one of them for like me. The, do you remember the first album you ever? Well, say okay. I always, there's different categories. I know the first cassette I I got. I know the first CD I got. Do you remember? You probably I, didn't have a cassette. I'm a little older than you. No, no, no. I had cassette. Uh, but the first cassette. But again, had cassette. But the first thing I remember is it being like walking on sunshine. Hmm. Like uh, I'm walking on sunshine. Hmm. Oh. My first is it first CD that I bought or remember listening to? Whichever comes first. Because the first CD yeah. I bought was Hanson, yeah, which is great. great. Yeah. yeah. I actually, um, I have, I don't know if you did this. We always sat in front of the radio, put a blank tape in and recorded. Recorded, yeah. Radio, songs on the radio. And mm-hmm. I remember specifically waiting for the radio to play. <laughs> to play Hanson, Mbop. <laughs> yeah. To get my recording of that. Well, I mean, I, I just, I just remember being, uh, there was something about like, do you know the secret of like a, something rose like wishwam rose or something and he's like it's a secret no one knows i was like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) um and then uh that was the first album i bought the first cassette was that and then the first album i remember listening to was in the car was probably oasis it was probably um what's the story morning glory that's another one i had on here some some oasis influence with the with the brit pop with the brit pop yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. uh yeah definitely can hear a little definitely maybe yeah Definitely, maybe can hear it. Definitely, maybe, but it's yeah. also an Oasis song. Yeah, yeah it's an Oasis I album. Know, we we know what you did. No, no, no. Do we? Yeah. Okay. This um, is why he has me here. Are you gonna ask for mine? Your what? Pitchfork rating? No, my first 
Because no, why, why do I care about what happens to you? <laughs> no, no, you. what was it? What was it? <laughs> the first album you bought and the first album you like, uh, or the first cassette, first I album. remember first cassette and first CD. First cassette, I think, was at a rummage sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, MC Hammer. Nice. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a fucking great one. Oh, I wish I still had that, actually. Yeah. Um, and then first CD was TLC, Crazy Sexy Cool. Oh, that's a good Hell one yeah. too. I'm, yeah. I'm proud of that one. No, you should be proud yeah, of that one. Mine was Hanson. So yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I think you should. Be proud I mean, of it. You, I, you, I mean, I, no, no. I, I, I'm not shitting on it at all. I love Hanson, but I'm just like I was very just. And like, they're still good. I, I saw them. Going. I saw them in Milwaukee. It's fucking killed it. They're talented. They've been yeah. doing it forever. Did you know they have like a million kids? Each one of them. I mean, there's no. That, I don't there, think there's, there's any bands in there, but there, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm just no, they're, like they're very highly religious group. You're ruining Hanson. No. <laughs> <laughs> but Jade Bird. Jade Bird. Go listen to it. Different kinds of light. Listen to it. Let us know mm-hmm. what you thought. Again, um, Josh recommends driving and listening to it. I also recommend that. I yep. don't have a car, but I imagined myself. I put on a YouTube video of driving and I mm-hmm. looked at it. And her first album too. And then it's going to be more like that alt rock, indie rock all the way through. Great mm-hmm. one. Yeah, listen to them both. She's awesome. She's going to be incredible talent to stay close to, keep an eye on. She's just getting started at 25. God mm-hmm. damn it. Here we are. Age we figured out to do a, a podcast a like number, in the 30s. Man. Age is just a number. <laughs> is it, it, time is a construct it? that we put on ourselves. Mm. Who gives a shit? You know? know? Just do what makes you happy. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't uh, compare yourself to people with different ages. No. It's, 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 it helps if I yell that at you. Yeah. Um, You're sounding like my therapist. She doesn't yell, but... That, that's why your therapist isn't getting through to you. <laughs> <laughs> I need to yell at you. <laughs> No, yeah, uh, let uh, us know. Yeah. As always, send us your thoughts. If you have a record you want to recommend to us, you can send that to us too, or any other things you want to say mm-hmm. at Josh at bandthemagazine.com. Yeah, we did it. We did it. That was, that was, that was, that was nice. A, yeah. that was, we call it improvis, impro, imp, 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 <laughs> We call it improving. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. We did it. We did it. Jaybird, everybody, go listen to it. Bye bye. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Have You Heard? Please listen, rate, review, and follow all episodes available wherever you get your podcasts. Have You Heard is a band magazine podcast and produced by Andreas Aristides and me, Josh Druding. Music courtesy of Mutual Disrespect. For more music news, visit bandthemagazine.com or follow us at bandthemagazine on social media.